Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our seniors minister, Jack Hall, as he brings today's lesson. Before we get into our lesson tonight, I want to share two announcements. Number one, Mike Johnson is not sick. He is not out of town. In fact, he's here in the audience tonight. But Mike allowed me the opportunity to preach today, and I appreciate that. But I guess his phone lit up when they didn't see him today. And that's a great thing to check on the preacher. So he appreciates it. He's not sick. He's here. The second thing is to remind you that our elders are on top of this situation as far as when it's going to be safe to come back into this building. Uh, they having conferences among themselves. They're talking to the professional people. And they are working out a plan that we can come back. We don't know when that is. They'll keep us posted. But be assured that there is a plan in the making for a time when we can all come back together and we can do so safely. We're going to continue our study tonight about Naaman. This morning we looked at Naaman as a man who could demonstrate humility in his life. And when he stopped being humble and rebelled was when he got into trouble. But when he regained his humility and he did what the Word of God told him to do, his leprosy was cleansed. And he humbled himself before the God of heaven, declaring that he knew there was no other God except the God of Israel. Tonight, we're going to look at Naaman in a completely different concept. Naaman had a terrible disease, leprosy, and he wanted the leprosy cleansed. And so he's going to make a long journey from Syria to the land of Israel in Samaria in order to find the man who can cure the leprosy. Now, much like Naaman, you and I are on a journey. Our journey is not a physical one, but it's a spiritual one. And our journey is not for a prophet of God in Israel, but rather it's for heaven itself. So we can look at the journey that Naaman took some of the missteps that he took along the way, and it should help us in our spiritual journey to heaven. When Naaman found out that possibly his leprosy could be cleansed, his first mistake was he went to the wrong source. He was told that there was a prophet who could cure leprosy. But in his relationship with kings and the understanding that all authority was in the hands of the kings, he did what he thought was correct. He went to the king of Israel. But when he got there, he found out, this is not where I need to be. I have taken the wrong turn. And you know, sometimes in life, we're guilty of that. 
When we take this journey, this spiritual journey that we're in, we need to make sure that we go to the right source, which provides the roadmap to a successful ending of our journey. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, we're told every scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. There are a lot of religious people who make the same mistake as Naaman. They want to make this spiritual journey to heaven, but they go to the wrong source. They go to men's creed books. They listen to councils. They listen to priests. They listen to their family. And instead of going to the correct source, which is the Bible, the scriptures which have been inspired of God, they go to the wrong source. You know, through my years, I've seen this so many times. A couple will be having problems in their marriage. And who do they go to sometimes to talk about the problems in their marriage? Well, for men, it's their best buddy that they fish with, or maybe it's somebody at work. And they, he tells them the problems in his marriage, and they give him all this advice in spite of the fact that this man has been divorced. And yet they seek out in the wrong place advice. This is true sometimes in financial issues. Uh, it's certainly true in the athletic world. People who want to be really class athletes have to give up so much of the world. And if they're not willing to do so, if they're not willing to train and watch their diet and do all of these things... If they go to the source of party time, fun, staying up late, not resting, they're going to the wrong place. They're not going to reach the pinnacle that they're hoping for in athletics. In athletics. So the lesson here is extremely important. Naaman went to the wrong source. And sometimes we in life go to the wrong source source. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Revelation chapter 22 verses 18 and 19, we're warned, don't add to, don't take away from the book. Let's follow what God wants us to do. If we can read it, book, chapter, and verse, we know that it is from God, it's been revealed to us that will help us on this journey to heaven. So let's be aware in our own lives. And whatever area of life it is, let's seek the correct source. And in religion, obviously, that is the word of God. Here's the second mistake that Naaman made. He already had his mind made up of how the leprosy was going to be cleansed. Look at verse 11. When the servant came out 
and just spoke words to him and told him to go dip in the Jordan River, <laughs> he's just flabbergasted. He, <laughs> he had in his mind a picture of how this was going to happen. This man of God was going to come out and he was going to lay hands on him. And with great ceremony, his leprosy would be cleansed. You know anybody that won't discuss religion because they already have their mind made up? We run into them all the time. And we need to be on guard. We don't need to hold a position, particularly in religion, and then try to find verses that make that religion right. It ought to be the other way. Let's find out what God says. Let's follow God's will. And let's let God decide how salvation is offered to man. I've had people so many times, members of my family, tell me that it just doesn't make any sense that baptism is where the sins are washed away. And so many people declare water baptism. They declare that it is a work and therefore it can't be part of salvation because salvation is by the grace of God. They already have their minds made up about what salvation is and how it's obtained and they have no interest in listening to the word of God. So Naaman made a mistake by going to the wrong source. He made a mistake by already in his own mind determining how it was going to happen and then becoming angry when it didn't happen that way. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of the Father. John chapter 12, verses 44 through 48. Jesus talks about the words that I have spoken. These will judge you in the last day. If I make up my mind that this is how it's going to be, instead of listening to God to tell me how it is going to be, I'm going to make the same mistake that Nathan did. Because I have my mind made up, and it doesn't match up with what Scripture says, then I reject it. Here's the third thing that Naaman did that got him in trouble. He substituted for the Word of God. In chapter, or rather, verse 12, when he was told to go dip in the Jordan River, one of the things that made him so angry was, <laughs> they have rivers back in Damascus. And he says, they're cleaner than this. And if I was going to dip in the water, all I had to do was stay home and it could be done there. He is substituting for the word of God. What did God tell him? To dip where? In the river Jordan. How many times? Seven and when he did this, finally, what happened? The leprosy was cleansed. You see, when he, separ when he 
uh, offered something other than the Word of God, he failed. It was not until he quit substituting what God said and he finally did what God said that his leprosy was cleansed successfully. We need to be very careful that we do not substitute for the Word of God. This will be our judge in the last day. Let's don't make the mistake of Naaman by going to the wrong source, by already having our minds made up, and by substituting for the Word of God. In verse 12, continuing, another mistake that he made, and it's so common in our lives, he got angry. This wasn't how I expected it. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. This is not right. I, I could do it much better a different way. And he got angry. You know anybody that gets angry when they don't get their way? You know people who become upset? It's either my way or the highway. If I want your opinion, I'll tell you. That kind of an attitude. We have to guard against that. Because Naaman made that mistake. It wasn't what I thought. And so he exploded in anger. And we have to be very careful about that in every aspect of our lives. Here's something else that's not quite in line with the things that we've talked about, but it's one of those missteps that Naaman made. And he probably made it because of his position, because of what he was used to, his authority. Naaman was very caught up in material things. When he left Syria to travel to Samaria, the king gave him silver and gold. Scholars who understand the exchange of the shekels and the gold and how it was weighed and all of that, I've heard some scholars estimate that the treasure that Naaman brought to offer to Elisha was about $600,000. Now, I'm just sharing with you what I've read from some so-called experts. I don't know. And then remember, Naaman was insistent that Elisha took the treasure because in his background, that was the right thing to do. He was just showing his respect and appreciation for what had been done for him because he, in his relationship with his own king and his position in his own country, he would understand about being remunerated with money and treasures. We have to guard against that. We have to be very careful. You know, one of the things that this pandemic has done, it's taught us to some degree that we can live with less. <laughs> it's taught us with some degree that we don't have to go here and be there and have this. We've just cut back because of the circumstances that surround us. 
So we need to guard against this idea of material things being the utmost important in our lives. Another thought about Naaman. Verses 14 and 15, he finally gets it right. He's had some missteps along the way. He has tried to substitute for the word of God. He went to the wrong source. He valued his materialism. He became angry when it wasn't the way he thought it would be. But finally, finally, he got it right. And when he got it right, and he dipped himself in the Jordan River seven times, he came up cleansed. And one of the most powerful verses to me in Scripture is verse 17. With the understanding of the miracle that has just happened for him. And his declaration that there's no other God except the God of Israel. He declares that I will never again offer a sacrifice to foreign gods, that every sacrifice he offered would be to the God of heaven. What a powerful declaration from a person who came from a non-religious background and no knowledge of God whatsoever. You see, when you get it right, when you get it right, it's wonderful. It's kind of like marriage. When you get it right, it's a piece of heaven here on earth. When you are on a ball team and you just have that brotherhood, that feeling, it's wonderful. And the relaxation and the enjoyment and the exercise and all of that is so important because you're surrounded by all of your friends, the people that you love the most. People in the military talk about the brotherhood, that people that they serve with become lifelong friends and they have a bond unlike anything else. And Naaman finally got it right. He finally, through the power of God, was cleansed of his leprosy. And the lesson for you and me is obvious. Let's try not to make the mistakes that Naaman did. Let's go to the right source. Let's not have our mind made up. Let's not substitute for the word of God. Let's not become angry when things don't go our way. Let's not get caught up in material things. Let's follow after God. And when we get it right, the relationship between God and his Christian people is the most powerful experience that we will ever enjoy. We now have a God who is with us always. We can pray to him at any time and any place. We know that through his providence, he watches over us. He provides for us. He gave us a savior, his only son, Jesus Christ. And it's through the blood of his son 
that mankind can be saved. And so the scripture, as it taught Naaman to dip seven times in the River Jordan, teaches us to preach the gospel. When we hear that gospel, we should believe it. Jesus is the Christ. He is the Savior of the world. I will confess his name before men, and then I will submit to baptism, where there the blood cleanses me of my sin, and I rise a new creature in Christ. Can you imagine the feeling of Naaman when he came up out of that water with skin like a baby? Can you even begin to imagine what it felt like every time I'm involved in someone's baptism and they come up out of that water? Oh, it's wonderful. I remember I baptized a young man a few years ago. His father had cancer. He was very seriously ill. This young man was a teenager. He was baptized and he came up out of that water and he said, hallelujah. Now I can pray for my dad. And it was the happiest moment of his life, as it is for so many other people. I encourage you tonight, if you've never obeyed the gospel, do so. Be like Naaman. Get it right. And it's a relationship that will sustain us until the end of time. Would you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your love. We're thankful for the story of Naaman. We can learn so many things positive from his life. He was a man who had humility, and yet he was a man who sometimes made mistakes, just like us. We pray, God, that we could be humble people, that we would strive to do the right thing, and when we recognize that it's wrong, that we would repent and pray for forgiveness. We ask you, God, to watch over us. We ask you to be involved in this pandemic that it can soon come to an end. We pray that you'll bless those in authority, that they'll act wisely. And we just pray, God, that we look to you in times like these, realizing that you're in control. Thank you, God, for loving us. We pray through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.